Welcome to Filthy Friday Foreplay, the podcast that invites you to get to know the humans in our filthy community a little better. My name's Beanie, creator of Filthy Friday, the UK pole industry's first fully diverse and inclusive space. And I'll be sitting down with some of my filthiest friends as we bear all from pole to soul and everything in between. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to episode four of Filthy Friday Foreplay. Today I am talking to one of my favorite, favorite babes in the whole entire world, Gemma Rose. So Gemma is a seductive succubus cuter. She's a sex worker and sex work activist who holds no fucking prisoners. Today we'll be chatting about Gemma's work as a sex work activist and what we as a community can do to make sure we support the right way. Gemma, hi. Hi, sorry, I couldn't keep that giggle in within me throughout the <laughs> <That> intro. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Thank you for having me. You know what? It's my pleasure. I was so happy when you messaged to say, to ask if you could um, come on the podcast because I really wanted to message you, but I'm so like, like I said to you, I'm so conscious of, you know, people's time and energy mm. and I don't want people to feel obligated to do these things, but I know you have a lot to say. So when you messaged me, I was like, Boys. yes, get this hot pink bitch on this fucking <laughs> podcast right goddamn now um so how have you been tell me how you've been tell me in, you know what tell me a little bit about you and then tell me how you've been yeah so um I mean that I feel like that's a really big question um I'm feeling so many mixed emotions I'm feeling very grateful that I've been able to find alternative ways to work in this really strange time um and I feel very privileged that I have been able to adapt to that so like teaching online as a lot of us have been um but yeah I just with everything going on right now with um the threat of Bristol clubs being shut down the fact that my own club my own local club Spearmint Rhino Sheffield um closed permanently last year last summer um it's it's a lot to take and it's a lot to handle and um in the world in general and in the pole industry honestly throughout most of the pandemic I just feel like it's been one thing after the other it Um, is so yeah Um, Mm -hmm. and like just being in lockdown I feel as though you know a lot of us have got nothing better to do than just sit and fucking scroll and it's like I said to you before like yeah like and and a lot of the shit just weighs so heavy on your heart and it does you know part of me feels as though it's it's a good thing like we should be seeing this because we weren't seeing it before we were so busy with our own lives when I say we I actually mean the other people because this has been our lives like you know I'm I'm a fat black woman and you are a sex worker so this has been our lives for the longest time um and I think maybe it's as as hard as it is maybe it's a good thing that people are seeing what's actually going on not in the Mm. even in the wider world because a lot of the things we we used to see was on the news and it's like oh in Australia oh in America but this is on our fucking doorstep so true so true and so many things are coming to light and I feel like we're having the space to have conversations that we didn't necessarily have the space or energy or time for before and I think these are good things definitely definitely um okay well you know what 
I'm going to I'm I'm going to cheer you up. Like you cheer me a, up, please. <laughs> you're such a sprightly sprite anyway. <laughs> um I'm sure we'll be having um lots of giggles um during our conversation. So I'm going to kick off with some icebreaker questions. So the first question is what about pole makes you feel like your most powerful self? Being sexy as yes. fuck. Yes. Oh my god. Like <laughs> And it's so true, right? Like the fact that I can unapologetically be myself. It's like a safe space where I can express myself however I want without any judgment from the outside world. And yeah, just like releasing my sexuality and divinity out yes, of the world Gemma. That way. I channel all of it. Yes. Tell these yes. motherfuckers who you are, bitch. Let them know. Okay. So what's your favorite pole or and or floor move? Body waves all day, every day. Yes. <laughs> all day, they every look day. So good. Like listen. Yes, they do. Body movement's <laughs> the best. Yes. And I've seen you perform and I actually stalk your um, Instagram quite a lot. As you know, <laughs> this is not new to you. You know that I'm every day, Gemma Rose, what's she up to? Let me see. And your waves, I am just like, how it you are like actual fucking water. How is that Thank possible? You. H two ho. I've never heard that one. I fucking love it. It's so good, isn't it? I scream so in class good. sometimes. Like I love it. H- love don't that. you know when you take a water break and I'm just like, don't forget to get your H two ho. Like what the fuck? Brilliant. Um, and what's your favourite thing about Filthy Friday? Oh, I, oh, Filthy Friday is the best. Um, for me, it feels like a community within an industry. Yeah. It's just, and like you're the you're the motherfucking head queen chicken, and <laughs> I love you that. you are you're like mama bird that leads it all. And you yourself, you're so open and genuine, and I feel like that's a reflection of what Filthy Friday is. It's creating a space for those that need it the most and it's like unconditional love and acceptance and just celebration of everyone and that's why I love it oh I love that thanks Gemma so (laughs) I say this every time I ask someone that question Rach actually um put that question in there and it kind of feels a bit like egotistical like yeah tell me tell me like about <laughs> no, me but no. the more people answer it the more comfortable i'm getting so Good. you should yeah. blow, I, blow I, your I, own I, horn all day yes. every day we're here for it toot toot motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> um and last question um what is your favorite thing about the pole community and your least favorite <laughs> oh here we go oh oh beans oh beans um okay let's start with the positives shall we so let's do um it. yeah so i think my favorite thing is like the people i've met along the way and my friends that have inspired me and i've inspired them and just um, like communities within the industry that I'm a part of. And I feel so privileged to be able to work in this space as well. Um, and like, especially like pockets 
like Filthy Friday and um, I'm definitely going to give a shout out to my home main studio off the ground because like yeah. they're, they're doing everything and I love seeing studios that are trying to do better and yeah, off the ground definitely. is definitely one of those spaces like I honestly I could go to Sarah all day every day with any of my qualms or problems and she's there to hear it and make yeah, changes I love happen. Sarah. She's I so feel good. like she's been I feel like off the ground has been one of those studios that has always been doing the most you know yeah. that mm. like I one of my biggest gripes right now is the performative activism because oh, this shit yeah this shit is hitting people not only are we in a pandemic but those studios and those instructors and those studio owners that weren't doing mm. what they should have been doing a long time ago are feeling that shit in their pocket so mm. you're seeing a lot of um and it's good that people are changing. Like, I'm not here to shit on anyone. It's good that people are changing. But I have such a love for those people, those studios, studio owners that were doing the shit the right way from the beginning. Yes. And I really feel that way about off the ground, um, just really accountable and yeah. just out there, just open and just um, just really open with their space. Really, yeah. really open with their space. And I love that. I'm so here for it. Yeah. Um and what are your least favorite? <laughs> oh, you, you had to you had to jog that, didn't you? Um well, I <laughs> actually quite linked to what you were just saying. So I it's really contradictory because on the face of it and on the surface, the whole of the pole industry loves to say that we welcome everyone, like everybody is welcome here, but we don't like yes there are these pockets of inclusive spaces and that's great but how can we say that pole is for black people trans people fat people all the stigmatized oppressed and marginalized communities that the industry just isn't catering for or are ignoring um and not putting these people in the limelight and i you know that that really bugs me um and and another thing that like kind of I guess from a personal standpoint as well, which kind of hits the hardest for me is just the sheer lack of respect for sex workers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, how are we how are we still debating over the origins of pole? I it really baffles me. It absolutely it just it baffles <laughs> me so much. I don't understand how how people aren't getting this and people keep talking about what is it? Fucking baklava. I have got no idea. Back- <laughs> because that's the thing it's like it's appropriating them by saying that what we do is theirs it's like no like that's no (laughs) no not malakam malakam oh my god i have literally been saying back baklabam i can't (laughs) there's something wrong with my mind there's something wrong and that really concludes the fact that I really need to go and sit and do some reading because that is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but you're so right. Like how how is the the first of all the the two things are completely different. They so are, and yeah. I just it it just goes right back to that people not wanting to give women um the fucking praise and worship that they deserve first of all 
and correct me if I'm wrong, were women not put into these positions by men in the first place and then all of a sudden hmm. it's like, oh, like here we are, like this is what we do. We're in we're enjoying it. We're doing it for us. Yeah. And all of a sudden everyone's like, no, well actually it didn't start with strippers. It's nothing to do with stripping. And it's like, but you put us there. Like if you look yeah. back far enough, like you put us there, like and and exploited us and made us do all this stuff for money like and like and (laughs) now we're reclaiming it what Mm -hmm. the fuck yeah i i think you know i always say that the patriarchy is the root of a lot of the world's problems that and capitalism um but yeah it's just i think for me like where these thoughts are coming from it's trying to push these sanitized narratives to make poll more socially acceptable yes and it's like it number one it doesn't do that (laughs) it it these that doing that does not work trying to cleanse pole of its stripper roots of its (laughs) it's it's beautiful strippery goodness yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't work to try and do that it's not true to the roots of pole and it's like if you want to destigmatize pole destigmatize sex work because it trickles up yeah You're not going to get a trickle down effect as well as a trickle up. So fucking, you know, put, can I swear on here? Yeah. It's me you're talking to. (laughs) Of course (laughs) you can. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I even asked that. That's a really stupid question. Well, yeah, no, we can swear here. Um, Good. Good. Yeah. Like it's just. (laughs) Fuck a fuck fuck. (laughs) We are so stupid. Like literally. (laughs) What is ha- what are people listening to right now? It is ridiculous. Fucking mess. <laughs> um, hot messes. Hot, but hot like... fucking mess. <laughs> but yeah, like we. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, it's something that's been going on for a long time. Hashtag um, not a stripper, and it's just well, don't fucking touch a pole then. Like, why don't you go and? play football or play golf or do swimming or gymnastics or anything else but if you're hashtag not a stripper Mm. don't touch a fucking pole no get away from it just step away burn your pole because you do not deserve it yeah i remember seeing um i think it was like i think we're going back maybe three years now so this is like when i was at the height of my fucking boldness and i would literally come (laughs) for anyone who said who even if they didn't send for me i'm just like you know what i'm coming for you i don't give a shit and I saw someone, I saw someone, I'm a bit more calm now, I have to pick my battles. Um, I saw, oh no, someone sent it to me. Oh my God, have you seen this, Beans? Um, someone going on about um, not calling their poll a stripper poll or something. And then someone else had commented and they were saying that, hashtag not a stripper, but they were teaching stripper style classes in heels and taking yeah taking the good people's money and I was like you fuck like I hate cancel culture but that I like I said I was at the height of my boldness so I was like listen I will burn this whole entire country down (laughs) if I find out that you do not first of all stop using that hashtag or fucking do poll like do poll if you want but take it is such a fucking privilege for anyone who has never been a sex worker um to wear those heels i say this all the time and not have to think about 
right, I've got to do this for God knows how long. I've got to pay the bills. My kid needs to eat. I've got dental bills. I've got this and the other. It's such a privilege to be able to put those fucking heels on and dance free of all that worry. So when I see that shit, I'm I'm just like, you know what? I'm fucking done. I'm done. So true. And it's like, we're not, you know, as sex workers and strippers, like we're not, asking people to suffer for the craft that we have gifted you at least not most of us I am there can be that vindictive attitude but that is coming from a place of hurt um, yeah. but it's we just want we just want baseline respect and advocacy really and that whole appropriation and culture vulturing I just yeah. it gets on my tits and it hurts when I see like not a stripper narratives coming through yeah it the othering really 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 hurts I can really relate to that you know and that's why I'm so glad that you you've taken the time to you know voice your story so people can sit and listen um it's really important that people listen in the and they're like okay well what can I do to be better? Yes. And I think it's good that people can can relate in some way or another. But do you also feel that sometimes um, that can take away from the message that's originally been put out there? Um, and that can also be like, pretty, like kind of othering. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, I've seen it before with other things. Um, and people have been, have, have shared the post on their on their story, and mm. then they've kind of said, um, "Yeah, I feel the same kind of way with." And it's like it's, I see it as a bit of like a bit deflective, and it's like, can you not just post this? You can. People are free to talk about what they want when they want, but do you, do does that like grind your gears a little bit? What 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 in what kind of context? So let me let me try. I'm trying to think of an example without actually having like calling anyone out because <laughs> saying I, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I I really don't like cancel culture. Again, it's like my least favorite thing. Like I don't ever want to do that. So I saw. Um, I think it was maybe Novocaine had gone through the fucking what must have been like trauma and triggering as fuck mm-hmm. to um the energy to put together um some i don't know what you call them things that people share like oh infographics flash- oh yeah uh, oh yeah God, you're so clever infographics <laughs> and then someone had said um oh what what exactly did they say so they shared what novakin has said and they were like yeah i can totally re- relate to this because i feel like this when blah de, blah de, yeah. blah but yeah, they yeah, are yeah. they are not n- not a sex worker yeah um not stripper like none of that shit um so yeah how how do you oh i love that we got there in the end (laughs) i know i i i'm I'm on the same page as you now i understand what you mean um yeah i i think i i'm really trying my best to kind of harness my anger and energy a little bit and i think when people do that they're trying to find a way to relate to you because they they don't know what that's like if they're not a part of that yeah. group or have had that experience so I think when people do that they're that is them trying to understand what you're going through but it it's in doing that that they obviously don't recognize what that struggle's like yeah um yeah. so yeah I I think it's it could be people's way of trying to empathize or sympathize but 
if if you've not had an experience like that then it's impossible to do it and you just need to shut up and listen yeah exactly like that's yeah like I was hoping that you would say that because I was kind <laughs> of like when I see it um I see it a lot when um black people post things and I actually had someone um message me once and they were like um I was talking about, you know, how it feels to be a black woman and how, you know, I've been mm. discriminated against, blah, 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 blah. And I actually had a message that said, oh, yeah, you know, I completely know how you feel because um, I've had it because of my hair colour. Uh, yeah, it's like, well, uh, no, you, you you don't know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And where I can, like, I, I understand that, like, that is a huge thing it is because people are fucking horrible and they yeah. will make yeah. other people feel like shit for anything so I understood that struggle but in that moment it was kind of more of a just shut up and listen moment yes. um, yeah. rather than a, like I don't really need you to to relate right now um, where I, appre- I appreciate it I really do and I and everyone's feelings are valid like you know that's so yeah. important to me that everybody understands that their feelings and experiences are so fucking valid but sometimes it it is a you know it is just a case of you know just can you just just listen like that's Please all we listen. want yeah listening is so important and if we can't listen to other people's experiences um then you know it's it's just going to be people shouting at each other and yeah know, not moving towards something that's going to be beneficial for everyone yeah and do you find in that who the fuck am I, Piers Morgan? Who do I think I Fucking Oprah out in here. Just like, I love how I can like segue now, but I always, I always fucking ruin it by praising myself for, the, for what I'm doing. Praise yourself. Praise yourself, queen. Do it. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, do you... Um, and then I always forget what I was going to fucking say. What a podcast. Um, do you find that, yeah, in that kind of... Um, bubble of people saying that they they can relate and they understand that that then creates a lot of misinformation so they've taken the information that's been given directly to them from the source from someone who has directly experienced the prejudices and Mm. you know all the other stuff that we go through um do you find that in adding that that kind of relatability and Mm. tell it kind of tells another story from their narrative and it centers them they then creates misinformation from the original source and people just get lost and not only that but it diminishes the importance of what the original poster was trying to say yes yeah for sure absolutely i'm so here for this because i really think people need to need to hear this i think Mm. um it is good and well and um, relating that there are times when I see something and I'm like, shit, I can fucking relate to that. But then I'm like, you know, actually, I, it's not my time. It's not my, this isn't my space right now. Like it's time for me to just share other people's stuff and have other people take up space and just fucking drop the mic for a minute. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. need to do a little mic drop and let someone else take the space up because yeah it gets it it's it can be a lot um right Gem. oh i love this convo gem <laughs> no i'm, I'm enjoying it. it too <laughs> it's lovely just tell me if i talk too much though because no, I, I, I get 
I, get so I know excited. you don't love your voice, but I love your voice. I fucking hate so. it. <laughs> you, you, on, I love your voice. You should love your voice. It's lovely. Oh, thank you. I love it's the just... northern accent. Oh, I love it. thanks. Love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> oh my God. In the mirror, I love it. <laughs> Oh my god! Every time I laugh, every time both of us laugh, um, I can see the um thing going up. Everyone's like, ears are going to be blasted. Literally! Oh my god! Um, so I should have actually asked this question first, but well, it's not really a question. But yeah, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your job as a sex worker? Yeah, I think you did ask, and I was just like, I? Wah! <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay. <laughs> okay, um me me I'm me. Cry. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay, serious time. I've done the whole Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in the zone now. Okay. Um, yeah, so I started pole dancing 6 6 years ago now, 2015. Um I've been here for for a little bit. little bit um and I started my sex work after I started pole which is quite Ah, interesting yeah Mm -hmm. um oh I've had a I've had a whole journey there beans um but yeah I so yeah I started sex work um three years ago and I kind of I do a bit of everything so um I started to strip um, only fans three years ago, which I, I'm like, oh, I was one of the first on there. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally wasn't, but it's like, you know, I feel like I got in before everyone else did. Yeah, because it is um, a big thing now, isn't it? it? It is, and it's like, I was there before it was cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I model as well, which it, I kind of think it, for me, it's kind of on the very outskirts of sex work, but I I, I don't know if I feel like it's sex work or not. There's so many crossovers with it that I yeah. think I will consider some of it as sex work, to be honest with you. It's such a broad umbrella, isn't it? It really is. Like, I had to ask a friend the other day if... So, I first set up an OnlyFans account. So, before I got pregnant, so when did I have him? Um, last year, year before. So, maybe two years, a year and a half ago. Um, and I remember there being, like, it was like a place where people were doing it was a bit like patreon and people were doing like fitness um tutorials and yeah and just it was just like a really weird place because there was like all of this fitness stuff and like coaches doing um inspirational talks and then there was like a whole bunch of like beautiful sexy sex and I was like right in there I was like yes I'm gonna I'm so here for this um but I had to ask a friend I was like I don't not that I I want to um disassociate from sex work like I really don't um absolutely not but I don't know whether I've want done it long enough um to be considered um a sex worker and two you know it's it's only fans like is is it cl- i mean I'm, I'm still doing the most on there Gemma. i'm still <laughs> good it's still good. happening but good. like you know but it's it was just really important for me to kind of get the clarification from someone and they were like well um you know you are but obviously then we're into like you said it's like it's so broad that you know um sorry to interrupt so yeah um tell you started in only fans 
Um, yeah, and you do modeling. Yes. I do. Yes. Um, they're, they're, I feel like they're all, so they're all separate businesses from each other, but they do have links. Um, yeah. So like, I, I mean, I have a totally different brand for my modeling work. Like that isn't linked to my uh, stripping in any way whatsoever. Right. Um, so I don't, I, at this point, I my levels are totally different as well. It's very interesting. So even though I oh. strip nude in real life, I don't do fully nude work in my modeling yet. Um, ah, is so, it something yeah. you would look into doing or is there, is there a reason for that? Do, do you know what? So I I didn't, I started not doing, um, I, uh, ugh, I'm totally mushing my, mushing my words up here. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've always been implied nude in my modeling work and yeah. I started that way because I, I think partly to do with people's judgments I wanted to I, I wanted to put it under the reason that no it will prevent me having um, a, a proper career um, yeah. but that totally wasn't it it was more I was worried about um, specifically what my family would think yeah but now I don't have that problem because uh, basically some some of my family found out um, about my sex work and were just like uh, we don't want you in I don't want to know you anymore um, which sucks but it's also like well I'm kind of free to do what I want to do now Um, uh, but yeah like so I I would definitely consider doing nude work now but to to be completely honest with you and this is where it's like my uh, brutal business mind coming into play I want to sweep up all of the business in my implied work and then up my levels to nude when um, I've swept up all the business in that area. That's how you're supposed to do it as a freelance oh. model from from what I've gathered. So, you know, yeah. while I'm still getting the business as an implied model, which I am, you know, those those photographers will book me again once I've up my, well, if and when I up my levels to uh, fully nude. So, oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see this. It's been really, it's been yeah. so much fun following your journey and... Yeah, I'm really excited to to just just you know slide into my DMs with those news babes. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm cool, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to see um, you know where you go with this because like, I didn't, I had no idea about that at all. Yeah, my my, my modeling. If you want to look me up, my uh, model name is Ariel Taylor, so it's to- totally different to all my oh, other work queen yes I, yeah so um yeah if you it, it's i think my instagram handle is like ariel taylor models so you can you can look me up be like oh that's Gemma. i'm gonna <laughs> have a right old look I'm like, that's my it. friend that's my friend <laughs> girl <laughs> um so one of the things especially with everything that's going on now with mm. the fucking swerfers and the Mm-hmm. This is a fucking um what do I call them? White Supreme Femmes. That's my um favourite phrase. What the <laughs> Oh Gemma, sorry one second. What's wrong, my babe? I'm just gonna hit pause a minute. Unpause. Sorry about that. I get super distracted. Um so yeah, um I just wanted to obviously with everything that's going on right now, I just wanted you to kind of Tell us a little bit about the most valuable experiences and lessons you've learned um, or encountered working at clubs. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's taught me so much working in that environment. Um, 
it's I've learned like all the seduction and sales tips. Like it's yes. a it's a sales job, and um, it's taught me that I can use my intelligence in a different way to how I was told to. Um, and you know, I, I, I had, you know, a very privileged upbringing, you know, um, I, I went to university, I did my degree, um, and I did that because I was told that's what I should do because I was intelligent Yeah. and it's like, I, it was almost like all other options were shut off to me. And when I discovered that I could get into this kind of work and use my intelligence in this way, it's like, oh, I don't have to do a job that I hate and yes. potentially like be really detrimental to my health, especially my mental health because you yes. know, I'm not the healthiest there. And I honestly, like a nine to five desk job would, I think it would destroy me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to be able to use and harness my intelligence in that way has been really good it's made me way more political as well like yeah I can see that oh and my god yeah, massive you, shift for me you have such a, a wonderful way of approaching subjects and I, I love one of the things that really drew me to you was and because I know we were following each other for a while and then I started mm. to see the infographics did you say yes <laughs> Yes. Howdy, you beans. I am so proud of myself. And pat then I started back. to see, yes, pat on the titties, <laughs> pat on the pussy. Yes. I started to see the um, infographics that you'd made going around. And I was like, wow, like, who is this fucking human? And then that's when you were like, really, really on my radar. Because I'm so inspired by that stuff. And I feel as though. Um, you know, I've worked, you know, like you said, like the nine to five jobs, like same here, like really, really mm. shitty mental health. And those yeah. jobs were really, really, really fucking soul destroying to the point where I was so just much. like, I would rather not fucking wake up than have to go and sit at that desk again. So, you know, and that's that's something else that I've really learned from from sex workers. Like I've got a lot of sex worker friends and people like yourself, like just seeing that real intelligence and people people assume like there's a there's a meme that used to go around and it was um like something it was a little girl and it was saying something like um i can't do math so just gonna be a stripper maths is essential because exactly. if you can't work out what you've made in one night and what you need to pay the house and what a customer owes you you're really not going to do this very well it. this is it and it just leads me right back to that whole how the swerfers are saying that um sex work and is is really oppressive and i'm just like but how bitch like i i don't understand I don't oh. understand what kind of fucking privileged life that they're living. They, if anything, the life that they live, and I don't really want to shit on women. I really don't want to no. do that. But with the Swerfers, I kind of struggle to not say my bit because I find them so infuriating. And I don't like that whole tit for tat thing, but it's no, kind of like, know. you know, they're, they're not listening and they they don't understand because they've had such a privileged fucking life and mm-hmm. it's you know pure, it's pure ignorance because it's it like really you is. don't know what working in a club is like like you think it's yes. oppressive but it's literally I've never felt more empowered than yes. working in that environment like I have gained so much self-love and self-confidence and appreciation for who I am through yeah. that job because I've got people chucking money at me wanting right. me for me and yeah. it's like 
honestly, if you don't think that's empowering, then oh, I don't, I don't think it's because they, um, they think it's an oppressive job. I just they don't like the work. It's coming from a, um, a moral standpoint. They don't like sex yeah. work. They don't like the job. But they're going to use um, oppression as kind of a cover up to say that we we need saving. We we are being oppressed. We need help. They're using that as a disguise to push their own ulterior motives, which is you know, sex is wrong. Sex work yeah. is wrong. It's a taboo. We shouldn't have this in society like this. And it's like they're they're being the tools of the patriarchy. That's what gets me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How can you not see that you are literally being pawns in this game? I just it I, I feel as though really. you know they kind of don't realize and aren't seeing that this is going to be if you know if if the clubs are you, you know don't reopen um mm. then this is going to really really put sex workers at risk because there's going to be you know a lot of underground i mean i don't know the right term for it but yeah yeah underground like like places open and you know they i feel as though they they are pushing women into the oppressive roles and they're creating that and yeah you know it's yeah it just it just really baffles me I just I remember reading an article um I love Amsterdam so I used to go all the time Hmm, I love Amsterdam and I remember reading an article um about the red light district and how they are planning by maybe 2023 to uproot everyone that works in yeah and move them yeah to move them somewhere else and it's gonna go way down yeah because people don't want it there because people are buying houses there and because gentrification is fucking real and that is like one of the oldest parts of fucking Amsterdam like it is those streets (laughs) are older than my fucking whole lifetimes about a million so I'm just like how is it now okay that people can move into these areas and gentrify them and push sex workers out when they that is the fucking oldest job on the block in that area and it's it's gonna costs like people's their lives like it is you know oh it's going to be safer because we're going to have them all in one place and this that and the other but no because they the girls in the windows i was reading that they um signal each other if someone's bit if a customer's been in Mm -hmm. and they haven't been great and it's not been a great experience they they signal one another in the windows or they'll send someone across and you know it's like okay if this person comes in here um don't you know don't service you know don't don't accept their their money um don't don't spend time with them because they're a dangerous person um and they've been doing so much to um tackle um sex trafficking and um there was oh yeah and um the 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 owners of those establishments have to register and renew a license like over and over and over so this is kind of this whole move is really really going to put um sex workers in amsterdam at risk and it just yeah it just really baffles me how these people can't see that what they're doing is putting like these are human lives that we're talking about yeah you know it's it's not a fucking game this no. is this is someone's livelihood and someone's life and just because it's something you don't agree with or you don't want to see you think you have the power to move it on yeah. or or to or to or to get rid of it 
you know. I think and that's I think that's what what I've realized recently is it's been a really upsetting realization because I was kind of giving these groups sort of the benefit of the doubt and um thinking no they they do genuinely want to help they're just going about it the entirely wrong way rescue not rights yeah but then I I realized like I've been reading more and kind of listening to the rhetoric more and um they just want to punish sex workers they, yeah they are they're saying that our work is dehumanizing but what they're doing is like uh, massively dehumanizing and um I, I can't remember who this particular politician is. It, it Tony Misty, um, she posted about it, but um, she paraphrased what this politician was saying, and she was saying that, um, like, something along the lines of when the sex work industry falls, all sex workers should fall with it. Like, we <gasps> want them dead, um, and they should be punished for that. And it's like... Hang on. Um, I kind of think this is how <laughs> how a lot of swerfs feel because if you look at the logic of it, what they are saying does not stand up. It does not hold weight. So therefore, the only logical solution is that they want to punish the people involved in this industry because like you say, if you take away these safe and legal spaces, yeah. sex workers and strippers are going to be forced underground um, or a, a lot of them, if they don't have other means, they're going to be forced underground. And especially with the Nordic model coming in, that's just going to make that type of work even more dangerous. And it's like, yeah. holy shit, it's all connected. And it is. it's like, I, I would love to think that they're being ignorant and not seeing that um, that process. But I'd say, I think, I think they are. And they just, it really upsets me. And this triggers me so much. And it's like, no, yeah. they just actually want to uh, cleanse the scourge of the earth, so to yeah. say. Yeah, I was going to say it all seems real, um, like, classist and just, um, you know, you're, you're beneath us and you're below mm. us and you don't mm-hmm. deserve to. And, you know, not to, like, we've just had a whole conversation about people centering themselves. But, yeah. um, you know, that's obviously something that I can really (laughs) fucking relate to and I think it's you know like why are times not changing why 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 are we why is it still like this and it's a lot of fucking hard work like you like we had a bit of a conversation before we um we started recording the session and you know we were talking about how um within the poll industry um it's quite it's hard work but to try and change mm. um opinions in the wider world is fucking really difficult and so it hard. is yeah i can imagine like just how fucking tiring this is this is <laughs> i it just so is yeah. and people just don't want to listen like i no. honestly like i can literally draw this down to one interaction i um someone posted in a group um uh, this article that highlights with no evidence that um the the so-called link between um violence against women and strip clubs which is yeah utter bullshit and i you know i commented on someone's comment and i was like I mean, there's no evidence to back this up for one. They're not giving anything to anything concrete to show this. And it's like, 
are you saying that men come into the or clients in general are coming into the strip club not violent and they're leaving violent because I've never seen a client leave that lap dance room without a fucking smile smacked across their face. Yeah. And it's like, how is me being sexy for someone um, causing them to be violent? And isn't that victim blaming blaming um, women and dancers? And why are you using a girl's death to your own advantage and capitalizing off of that? Because that's yeah. what Swerfs are doing. And it, and uh, do you know what her response was? What is Lo- that? Lol. Oh my fucking God. And that's like, well, you obviously don't want to have, even have a conversation about this. You do not, you just don't want to listen. That's like, la, 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 fingers in ears, isn't it? Yeah, because they're not, Lol. they're not interested because, nope. you know, sex workers, scum of the earth, we don't yeah. care. Um, we're going to do everything we can to eradicate them. They are a disease. They're filthy, whatever. And that is so fucking baffling to me when the conversation that should be really being had is why are men like this? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the men. Yeah. Like, it's got fuck all to do with sex workers. But can we all, as women, sit down and have a conversation about our safety and what we can do to fucking uplift one another and make sure that we have these spaces where we feel safe and and we can educate one another and come to a fucking agreement that we we should all be fucking supporting one another like is what is wrong with these people and i sometimes feel as though they're from another fucking planet i or i've or or we are i don't know i don't know which way around it is (laughs) just intergalactic pussy queens <laughs> <laughs> like that is us i think we're from the other planet and i think they're from you know um yeah i just i just really feel as though the conversation that should be being had is um should kind of be more focused on you know women's safety what do you want as dancers and sex workers and strippers what do you want what makes you feel safe how could we serve you better you know that that's that's all we want and we could give you very adequate and eloquent answers to that you know it's not rocket science it really isn't it really isn't and it it just baffles me like if you've never done that job how do you know exactly how 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 do you know you've got no fucking idea exactly very frustrating it baffles my mind um so what I wanted to move on to um, is um, sex worker rights. So can you just give us a bit of an explanation as to what sex worker rights are and why they're important? Because I feel like everyone needs to fucking hear this. <laughs> um, right. So currently, as the situation stands in the UK, it's a bit of a shit show, to be honest with you. Um, and as it stands, sex workers don't, really have workers rights um, yeah. they don't have basic human rights to be quite honest with you um so like I'll, I'll talk about um strip clubs and i'll talk about uh full service sex works because they're yeah. you know they're, they're both really important they're both linked um as i kind of explained earlier and uh so yeah in in strip clubs it's 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 really it's really fucked up and this is where we want these spaces but they need to be reformed we want rights not rescue so um in these spaces this is where management can really exploit 
dancers because we just don't have the um, policies in place to protect us. So basically, we're considered as um, self-employed or like independent contractors as um, strippers in a strip club space. But we are treated as employees by management without any of the benefit of being an employee. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So like... um... Like, for example, you, you don't get sick pay. So if you're off, you don't no. get paid. No. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I was going to go through a whole list, but it's like, I'm just, I, yeah. Beans, you're fucking preaching to the choir. Gemma's telling you you don't need to tell her what she's told you. Just fucking listen, Beans. Fucking no, no, take no, your no, own no. advice. You're, you're, you're good, you're good, Beans. Because, you know, not everyone understands the difference between yeah. that. Um, but it's, it's ridiculous because, like, even though we're we're technically we're considered by law as being self-employed um especially like in uh, the contracts we have to sign for the clubs there's so yeah. many rules we have to follow which should really fall into the category of being employees um like you know so we we have to pay to be there we have to pay a house fee um and that's a massive problem because it it, it means basically what tends to happen i would keep on saying basically i'm gonna probably repeat that like a million times because <laughs> it is it, it's really complicated i'm trying to break it down in a digestible no, way no, that's fine. um <laughs> so having the house fee there means that um clubs will automatically make money off of dancers without even needing to make any money from actual clients in a given night so that right. means that they'll overschedule dancers. So dancers don't make as much money, but it doesn't matter because the club's made money, right? Ah, Gemma. Yeah. You know when your mind is just like, you know when you have so many conversations and you think you, this is why it's so important to fucking listen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had so many conversations with people and it has been now this minute, you know, when friends have been like, and the club was fucking packed and I didn't yeah. really make anything yeah. and I don't understand why. And it has just fucking clicked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, like I get that. Right. Sorry. Go on. No, no, no. That's, and it's, this is what people don't, don't get. Um, and not only does that mean that the club don't care about how many dancers they schedule because they're going to make, well, they're going to, they're going to pack it full of girls or sorry, dancers because, you know, every 20 pounds let's say i mean it, it house fees differ depending on the club and what area you're in generally yeah. it's 20 pounds that's what i've tended to pay it's more expensive in london and other other areas but like say you know you schedule i don't know 10 dancers that's 200 pounds 20 dancers 400 pounds you know it they've already yeah. made that money and that also means that the clubs don't necessarily care about improving um working conditions for dancers so that they can increase their sales um because they're making money anyway uh, so it's it, it makes yeah. it a really difficult working environment um so it, it this really pits dancers against each other and it creates a really toxic environment to work in and it's it's like dancers are pitted against each other not because we don't like each other because but because that's the environment that management are creating yeah um so like having policies in place that would limit dancers 
um, would be really good or like just better scheduling and um, dancers don't always get to choose when they work which again isn't that a bit like an employee schedule yeah 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 um we often are prescribed with what to wear like not necessarily specifics but um you know like you might have to wear a bikini one night or it's um I don't know you have to wear white lingerie that night or a long dress isn't that uniform like an employee has to wear and um you oh my god I've had this so many times happen um where I've um I've been working really late and I'm scheduled to stay on till like 5 a.m in the morning and from 3 a.m it's dead and I just want to go home but they'll say no you can't go home isn't that an employee duty yeah. yeah Yeah, and, um, oh, but it's okay because you can pay an early exit fee if you want to. (gasps) So they charge you to leave if you want to. Mm -hmm. And is that the same as the house fee? Yeah, um, oh, (gasps) it could be. I think it depends on how early you want to leave. So it might be more expensive if you want to leave earlier. Um, So, yeah, and there's loads of fines in place, like uh, late fees and... um, I think that there are other fees as well. I'm 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 quite a good girl, so I don't tend to break the rules. Yeah. Quite well, I do, but not in that way. <laughs> uh, um but yeah, it's there are all these things in place. Oh, and also for example, um we have to do duties that don't make us money. So a lot of clubs will have um uh like you have to go out and do promo work. <gasps> No. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you obviously don't get paid for that, but you have to do it. Um, And you have to do stage shows, probably about three a night, where you must get topless, but you're not getting paid for that. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, isn't isn't that an employee duty? So it's like, we should have... Either make it a proper self-employed independent contractor yeah. situation or make us workers and we get paid a minimum wage yeah and, one or the other you know, but... commission on top of what we you know yeah. it's, it, so can you see why we want rights yeah. in these spaces and it if you oppose these if you say to management hmm, i don't think that's fair well what do you think is going to happen you're going to lose your job or you're going to be out of favor and you you might be put on to do more promo work or you might not get the shifts you want, for example. So you can't really... And, you know, there's going to be a whole queue of dancers that are ready to take your place. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a case of um, they want the cake and they want to eat it. So basically, yeah. the only thing that matters to them is their money and yeah. not your not your well-being. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really glad you've gone over that. I really, really am because mm-hmm. I feel as though for some people it's it's it sinks in better when you could you hear somebody talk um from their own experiences yeah. Yeah. about these things rather than you know re- just reading and reading and reading. Sometimes it's hard to rent- retain the information, but yeah. that has really kind of because I'm such a for me especially I'm um on the cusp of Scorpio Libra, so my Libra hates inequality and um <laughs> loves justice so hearing you go oh. through all of that like in every single job i've had i've been the yeah. pit well that's not right that's not right that's not right and managers fucking mm. hate me and mm. hearing you go through the list of fuckery yeah is has made my blood boil <laughs> like 
it has, it has yeah. really made me seethe. Um, is there anything that people can do to help change that or is that something that is the job of, of the stripper to change? Is there anything we can do as fucking supporters to help change and help make those conditions better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, strippers ourselves, we're trying to um, figure out this for ourselves because it, it very much interlinks with law and policy because really we need yeah. this to come from higher up to be enforced. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, clubs get punished if they are breaking these rules and abusing their workers or whatever you want to call us. Um, and we've got the, we are trying to unionise um, and we've got the East London Stripper Collective here in the UK and they are doing amazing work to fight dancers' corners, to try trying to um, have more rights in these spaces. So supporting organisations like that is really important. Um, yeah. I, I really hope, as well as signing all the petitions and stuff to keep these spaces open, I really hope there's more petitions in future if we can keep them open to improve conditions. Um, and until that point, please write to your MP. Please write to your MP to explain why this is a problem and why we need need protection and better rights and making these spaces better yeah and, and yeah is I, there, it's, it's difficult but yeah is if there's a link um or anything um i know that there's been a lot of stuff going around um instagram but what i will do is um after this conversation i'll make sure that everything's set up on filthy friday so that you can just go to the link in the bio and do what you need to do yes yeah, sign the petition um, yeah yeah um oh i feel like my blood's boiling i'm so livid i love i've gone through a fucking range of emotions with you in this conversation so first we were fucking pissing we felt a bit sad then we're pissing ourselves laughing at fucking nothing and now we're just fucking raging like raging. i am absolutely seething i'm can i can foaming. i explain the uh full service sex work situation yes well. of course yeah so, please this is obviously linked because if you take away these safe legal spaces that strip clubs are, then, you know, you're going to get more sex workers and strippers that go underground. Um, and it's like, it's it's a problem because um, with this Nordic model coming in, sex workers are more open to um, harassment, abuse, even being killed because of the way this new law is coming in. So as it stands, it's, it's, it's fucked up, Beans. So yeah. you can work on your own as a full-service sex worker. You can operate on your own, which isn't really safe if you think about it, but you're not allowed to operate as a brothel. And that includes two or more sex workers working together. Oh, God. Which is crazy, right? Because it's like, yeah. that's your backup. But it's... It, it could be worse because at least right now you can vet your customers as, as well as you can. Um, and, you know, it, like um, full service sex work isn't illegal. You just have to do it on your own. Whereas with the Nordic model coming in, it's way worse because it criminalizes the client. <gasps> so 
and that people think it's okay because it criminalizes the client, not no. the full service sex worker. But it's worse because clients, uh, you can't vet clients as well. It's you know trying to call police or get authorities involved if you're in a situation. It's going to be really difficult to yeah. like. Uh, it's just. It, it completely tips the power balance away from sex workers and into the client's hands. As far as I understand it, I'm, I'm still trying to do more yeah, research on this. Same um, here. That's, yeah. that's another thing that I'm trying to trying to figure out um, how, how that works. Just so, so I can speak on it, but I feel yeah. as though, you know, you've done such a great job. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you really have, like, you, you've, given us so much information and like I said it's just if I'm feeling enraged then I'm hoping that the listeners um if they're listening the way that I want them to I feel yeah. in the exact same way and I hope this feels lights a fire under our asses to fucking do do what we can even if it is you know just sharing a post um, yes. you know it makes a fucking difference it really does it really i wouldn't know does. half of the shit i wouldn't even know of <laughs> you if people didn't reshare shit so you know it's so it does, important it really is i can't um i just can't um wrap my head around the the whole thought behind these these new um rules and regulations that the government is, is trying to enforce um yeah i find it like i'm actually speechless for once in my life <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> oh my god i've made being oh, no. speechless <laughs> you know what it is so i know after this if my fucking <laughs> son gives me a minute i know that i'll want to um just sit down and just fucking read and find all the um, Instagram accounts. I have a notebook that I write things in um, to prompt me to look into stuff. So I know that um, I've been jotting down as you've been talking. So I know that that's what I'll, I'll want to do um, after this um, podcast. Yeah, um, with, the, with the full service sex work, if you want to understand that situation more, um, No Polls has a really good stories highlight explaining how this is actually really bad for sex workers and statistics to back that up where there's the Nordic model in other countries um, and Tony Misty has a really really good video on her Glitter and Garters YouTube channel um, explaining how the Nordic model is implemented in law and policy and why sex work is just kind of a really weird thing to try and push through and why it's complicated um, but she explains like um, the Nordic model and how that works in the justice system really well perfect I will yeah. get their permission and um, if I can I'll um, I'm sure they'll be fine um, I'll put their um, links in yeah. the, the description to the episode um, so I'm so glad that um, these questions well the, the the topics that we're we're kind of like moving through things the segues are good is what I'm trying to say the, I'm enjoying how the conversation's going I think you're really you're just fucking so perfect at having this conversation like I'm really yeah just feels to want to fucking do more <laughs> you know um so I know we um touched on current issues with um strip clubs being banned um so if you want to go into that more um that's absolutely fine I know we um we 
definitely riled ourselves up talking about that earlier. Massively. Definitely. We did. Massively. <laughs> I will throat punch everyone. That's my favorite <laughs> thing. I will fucking throat punch everyone. Um, but is there anything, any anything else that you want to add to that? Um, and you know, is there anything like what can what can we do? What can um, you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about that because I feel like we've covered quite a bit of that. Um, unless yeah. it's unless it's clear. Um, there are two, unless it's not clear, sorry, there are two strip clubs in Bristol currently. Um, the reason all of this has come up is because the sexual entertainment venues licensing, SEV licensing, has come up for, for renewal and Swerf groups have jumped in and gone, hey, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> um, so that's that's why this has all come about and they're pushing for a nil cap which means zero zero sexual entertainment venues basically mm. um, so yeah what what can what can we do um, listen listen to sex workers obviously that's yeah. number one listen to our experiences why we want these spaces um, whether it comes from a survival standpoint or whether it comes from a my body my choice I want to do this work standpoint because you get both ends and everything in between yeah um, and sign the petition the petition that's going around and any further pet- petitions because oh my gosh um this has started a swerf revolution where um more swerfs are coming in so now they're talking about um the i don't know if it's a club or the clubs in hackney um trying to get that shut down so yes i heard any, about that this yeah. morning oh god so any oh no um, you told me sorry Jeremy, it was you that told me <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake it's all right i don't mind my fucking mind sorry <laughs> no it's fine it's fine um so yeah si- signing any petitions that come about um writing to your mp like you want to keep these spaces um and writing to the bristol council as well um tuesday is it love day hang on hang on yeah no, it's not love day it's La- lavelle it's, it's a really fancy name let me get yes. it up um, I She's... have that petition in the Filthy Friday link. Um, Lavo. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. Lavo. She's got a template you can send to the British Council. Um, so I'm sure if you message her, um, she'll be willing to email that to you. And then you can uh, send that off because you need to like get in their faces the, way, the same way that Swerfs are doing. Um, and kind of the last thing I'd suggest really is having these difficult but essential conversations to shift ideology in society so you know bring it up with your mum or your dad why you don't think this is the right thing or someone says something in the street maybe not right now but in in corona but like you know talk to people about these things because nothing's going to change if we don't talk about these issues and kind of try to get to the root of why people feel the way they do about sex work and more often than not it comes down to their moral compass yeah um and not what's what not what's um the best for sex workers and kind of how they feel and right in these spaces so yeah, I think that's kind of what I'd suggest and what you can do. The last one's really important. I know how much emotional labor that is. Um, but I, to be honest with you, Beans, like the silence is notable. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like it's sex workers pushing this so much and even people in the pole community. Like, that, you know, there are some studios and some individuals and pole stars that are posting and are saying their piece. And I'm really appreciative of that. But by and large, there's so much silence. It is definitely... There really is. And it it, it happens a lot when, when the shit hits the fan and it makes me so and so angry every time something happens um the same people stay fucking silent and it's like you you have so you're quite happy to um teach uh pole and and profit and make all the money uh the same way that you were quite happy to appropriate black culture and then when the shit hits the fan for those people um that you are actively helping to fucking destroy and erase from fucking history when the shit hits the fan you want to fucking say nothing yeah like absolutely nothing at all and i think that sort of brings us on to the um next point which is how the pole industry can change to be more inclusive of sex workers yeah that there's so much we can do and being there's so much work to be done so much fucking work to be done um but it's it's really essential we do it yeah like all pole is appropriation of strippers because that's where it's come from and even like strippers aren't free of the stigma yet and but pole dancers okay there's still stigma attached to pole but it's not the same um and it yeah so you know we should every all of us should be doing everything we can to fight for sex worker rights, period. Um, I, I think kind of a, a really good starting point is recognising and educating ourselves and each other of um, the stripper roots of pole. Um, I think this should be the duty of every instructor yeah, in pole definitely. classes. I don't shut up about the club when I teach and I, my students will fucking know where this is coming from, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying shout it from the rooftops all the whole hour on the minute, but you know, just a little mention is kind of good enough. Cause where, where I first started pole, um, it was pole fitness. It comes from Indian and Chinese pole and strippers are bad. That was the education that I had. And, you know, that's just like, what the fuck? Now yeah. I know better. Um, and I, you know, I got the education of a lifetime, really. And I'm just like, oh, because, you know, it. it I say it's not people's faults that, that are, you know, they're not educated. I mean, it's, it's, I think everybody has the capacity to change. It's just having that open mindedness and yeah. being willing to learn. And it's like you said, like people really need to be um, open to having these conversations. So, Massively. you know, if if people are staying silent, then not much is going to get done, and the pro- the Gosh. appropriation um, will continue, and sex workers will suffer. And I think um, a really a really big thing that people can do, which you know I've been shouting from the rooftops, is to take classes with oh. sex workers. Absolutely. Take the classes take the classes and so many people you can see feel so fucking offended by that and they're like oh my god what about my money what about your money hon hon listen you can go out and you can fucking get a job but it is so like literally who birthed this industry why do you have this job 
literally you know, it, show a bit of respect it's you know? just yeah i find i find it really just um mind-boggling but um i hope everyone listening um now has um more of an understanding i know i do um 100 there's a lot of stuff that we've spoken about that i had no idea about or that i had heard about but you've really kind of cemented so cemented is my word of the yeah, of the week you've really kind of, it's it's nice isn't it it's, it's like it's stuck word. cemented it's going nowhere it's stuck <laughs> it's a cinder block so your words are a cinder block of fucking beauty in my mind right now that is what's happening um and is there anything else you would like to kind of like this is a free space is there anything else you oh sorry no you go first no no no, you you go you go you sure right i i have got more i want to say on how you serve sex workers better but no you go you go no like you're the guest you go yeah no i'll i'll remember i'll remember i'm gonna jot it down because i i've been meaning to ask this for ages but i keep forgetting and but yeah no you go ahead Uh, okay um yeah i another thing i really wanted to say it's like um being respectful of sex workers and and strippers you know that strippers are sex workers but yeah i'm just gonna say that because that's where pole directly comes from um but yeah it's like respecting them not just by not adding to the stigma but also making sure that we're not contributing to um the glamorization and the trivialization trivialization yes that's right of the industry um and this is like how we use language especially it's kind of coming back to what we said earlier so it really rubs me the wrong way when non-sex workers capitalize off of stripper culture for their personal gain um so like when instructors who aren't sex workers use um horography for example when they've never done full service sex work like that's yeah that's not okay that's not for you to reclaim um and it just because something's marketable doesn't mean it's respectful to the groups you are trying to pay homage to yeah like i had a huge thing because i was like i saw the whole um i've forgotten the word again of the the flashcard things oh my god what's wrong with me the flashcard things oh the what? infographics infographics so i saw that going round and and um it was nova canes and hoglo was one of the like i'm going to be completely yeah. accountable and that was like something that i'd come up with um it's you know the word is very prominent in black culture and you know we use it a lot but i obviously i i wasn't sure whether i was allowed to because um you know i I had a conversation with kate like i've I've done my bits but i don't know whether i'm allowed to class myself as a sex worker i'm still kind of unsure so you you do only fans like you are offering a sexual service so yeah yeah you know when you still feel some kind of way like it's not your it's not your space it's not it's not it's that's not my space so I changed everything and I got rid of Hoglo and I had a conversation with my husband and I was like that's that is absolutely not for me to choose because I use it on the Filthy Friday platform and what's that what that's doing is it's giving other people the kind of yeah like you can also call your use this phrase too and no no. I think the pro- yeah I would I I've learned this recently as well I've got I've, I'll send you this resource because it's really interesting and I love it um because I used to use the word ho but that's not okay for me to use not only because I'm not a full service sex worker but because I'm white 
and Ho has specific black history to it. That is for black yeah. sex workers to reclaim. Um, and that that's really interesting. But you know what? You know what white people can use, or specifically white sex workers, slut. Yeah, that, that has its own history, and that's actually rooted in white history. So oh. you know, I, I'm using the word slut now instead of ho. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really interesting. It is. I wish we could just share words, but I think <laughs> it really does just come down to you know respecting and i think as um i hate the the phrase industry leaders but you know it it's so fucking cringe it reminds me of just a really cringe fucking recruitment meeting like we're the industry <laughs> leaders we're gonna sell this role at a 9.2 percent markup today no fuck that fuck off but yeah as as uh, as industry leaders <laughs> What was that noise? <laughs> it's me throwing up. <laughs> um, I think it's really important to to set those examples and to, you know, we, even if you've only got like, not even only, even if you've got a hundred followers or a hundred thousand followers, I think it's really important to set those examples and just really so like like the whole glow thing, you know, I just felt as though, yeah, I might have the right to use it, but what I'm doing through my platform again is allowing other people to think mm. that it's okay to um to use those words as well. And I think that's really that, true. You know, it's it it had to go. So um my husband was like, you know what, we can we can come up with something else else and we we spend a lot of time brainstorming and just talking things through so yeah it's uh and then like i'll talk to my friends about it and then i'll be like like my sex worker friends and they'll be like oh i'm not too sure maybe you should message such and such a body and i love that i love that again just consulting the people who matter like put them in a place where they have the opportunity to say uh, no that's that's not a good idea or yeah babe go for it like we need to actively be seeking advice and you know not not putting um people through the emotional trauma of answering our questions mm-hmm. but it, it it doesn't hurt to at least try and find out am i doing the right thing Absolute, you know and absolutely. if you if you if you have a space that is diverse and full of magical wonderful beautiful people then you will have an immediate access to these people who who as friends you can go to and ask that advice but i think um people still have a very um a very like sort of normy kind of you know friendship groups like it's all still people i feel like a lot of people in the pole industry have friends who are exactly like them yeah i do you know what i was do you know that was what was going through my mind yeah i agree with you just exactly the same and it's I feel as though there are a lot of mistakes that wouldn't have happened if people had more diversity in their direct friends groups because you would have your counsel to consult is this okay I have so many fucking whatsapp groups on my phone full of different fucking people and I know that I can go to them and be like you know what I'm thinking of doing this but would you be offended? Like, as a sex yeah. worker, would you be offended? As a as a trans female, a trans woman, would you yeah. be offended? And if they are like, yep, yeah, don't fucking do it. I don't like it. I'm like, okay, 
it is fucking gone um and i yes. apologize for even bringing this up and it's important it's so fucking important it's so important it's important for us it's important for our fucking kids like my son absolutely yeah. needs to see all the different humans in this world because first of all he needs yes. to know that it doesn't matter what a person looks like or what a job they fucking do they deserve your respect and so true you know that he's the next generation so if i'm not doing my fucking job now then then the world is fucked as a mother if i'm not doing what i need to be doing now the world is fucked so it's so so fucking important um and that's why i have Gemma rose as a friend because she's fucking wonderful and i love to stare at her butt and her pussy is so fucking sparkly she's got a sparkly fucking pussy <laughs> I literally, like I, I shoot glitter out of my vagina. It happens. <laughs> it it happens, does. <laughs> It does. It literally does. If I was ever in a room with you, my life savings would be fucking gone. See ya. Sorry, Theo. No college for you. Um, but Auntie Jem might hook you up because she's got all the money now. <laughs> All of your money lives with Gem now. All your money lives over there. But um um so yeah, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, so Yeah. Um I saw this is when I knew you were I was like, no, she's fucking something else, this one. She might be all dressed up in pink and sparkly stuff, but she is a fucking renegade. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) I I don't even know what it means, but it feels so right <laughs> an actual renegade i fucking love that and it was on um a pole dance competitions um description of a category and the category was strip plastic and i saw you commented like i can't remember what you commented it was just like what is yeah what is strip plastic like what what is this category so and I didn't get the chance to message you because like so much was going on and but I thought as soon as I have the opportunity I'll I'll ask um so strip plastic explain to me if you can um is this problematic because I need to fucking know Oh did did I comment on something like that? Shall yeah I, I did so right okay um from what I am aware strip plastic is it plastic or plastic? I don't know. It's, I don't even um, know. It's a genre of its own in specifically over in Russia, I believe. Ah, um, right. And I, I assume I had a problem with this because it's got the word strip in it, but it's nothing to do with stripping or strippers. And it's right. kind of like um, it's taking that word and using it and removing it from a stripper roots right so what i'm what from what i'm i I genuinely don't remember doing that to be completely honest i loved it um, (laughs) good great i'm glad you i'm glad you did i'm i'm glad that my words inspired you your first encounter of me that's great i don't even remember um (laughs) but yeah i um i think strip plastic is uh yeah it's it's like what they do over in Russia and it's like a hard um, kind of power heels, acro, uh. sexy, se- sexy. Is it? I don't know if they, they think it's okay to be called sexy in that style. Um, but it's, no, it's nothing to do with actual, like actually stripping. Uh, it's like, why are you using that word? 
right that, that makes so that much doesn't sense makes sense to me why you've got that word strip in there when you're not stripping yeah you're not taking clothes off and you this isn't i don't think that style of dance is about seduction so much um, yes oh my so, god your words are so fucking wise yeah. the penny just keeps dropping so fucking hard like literally yeah that makes so much sense so they have already disassociated from yes. from that from 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 strippers but yet yeah. they feel it's okay to name that category strip plastic i mean that, you know the, the name is problematic in itself really then because that's exactly what it's saying we're yeah we're... i think i i think i remember what i commented on now because i think this particular person was saying i do strip plastic but i'm not a stripper i don't do oh. that work and it's like i mean number one how can you even say that because you're wearing eight inch heels right now you're wearing stripper heels and you've got the whole not a stripper vibe going on and you have the audacity to dance a dance that's got the word strip in it when it's nothing to do with the the like roots of that it's you know oh. i think the strip plastic is like an evolved it's an evolution of floor work that's been taken from clubs and it's just got like you know crazy it's shit in it but it still comes from there yeah but it's like it but it isn't the strip that you find in the club but you're using that word and you're but you're also got this not a stripper thing going on and i'm just like i think that's that's probably what set me off because it's and she was trying to defend yeah. herself in the comments like i think um she had men going oh but it's so sexy and you know i would pay you if you were a stripper and she's like no i don't do that that's not what i do <laughs> and oh i'm just God. like hang on bitch Really? That's You're exactly what you fucking do. Can you My not? fucking eyeballs can see you right now doing exactly what you you're saying you're not doing. Am I fucking blind or <laughs> are you fucking stupid? Because it's one and I know I'm not blind because I'm seeing what I can fucking see right now, bitch. <laughs> well, I will get real black on a motherfucker today. Like I will do that. I will fucking go there. I will approach this shit with all the fucking throat punches today. Do it. I, I'm, I'm behind you. Oh my God. But yeah, like I just wanted to, um, I mean, that is not a term or a phrase that um, I would personally ever use, but I just wanted, um, I know that there's going to be um, maybe an influx in like new competitions. Um, people are trying to, yeah. make the money and yeah. profit and i feel as though you know well, at least that if you're... sounds great doesn't it, it does done it. that sounds great <laughs> fucking, that sounds just... great oh god it's so marketable but is it is it okay and respectful to use probably not oh god it's just and do you also find that there's like such a like it, it's so hard to have so we have our standards over here and we have these conversations and again we've been seeing i was going to say flashcards i'm not even going to try and infographics <laughs> it just will so not well. yeah, fucking see, stick infographics and you know we're seeing all this information go around but i feel like it's not reaching other countries and yeah i feel like we have like a completely different set of standards different set of rules it's like with the whole twerk incidents that have been happening um mm. like the russian twerkers just will not under any circumstance accept any responsibility for their wrongdoings yeah. none at all 
I think the I problem is we, we don't have an industry-wide governing body. Yeah. And we don't have we don't have people and especially the right kind of people telling yeah. us educating us, saying what's going to be respectful of all cultures that we come across in pole and floor work and twerk, etc. Um and how we should behave, what language we should use, um, and where to draw that line, really. And we don't, yeah. we don't have that. So that you know, it's it like all the resource sharing, all the conversations. They're great, and we need to keep on doing that. But we need to have some kind of um, code of ethics in place. Like Carolina, blogger on poll, we were having a conversation about this, and. Um, yeah, she was just like, well, we, you know, we've got to have some kind of governing body or code of ethics with how we yeah, practice definitely. and how we behave, and ha- and implementing that industry wide. You know, it's pole is such a young, developing industry, and it's beautiful to watch. It's yeah. incredible to see these explosions and changes literally happening before our eyes. But we are the ones that are shaping it currently and therefore what it's going to be like in the future. Um, yeah. And we're running into all of these problems and quite a lot of these issues that we've been debating since the very start. Um, and it's like, you know, this whole uh, stripper malacom debate has been about literally since poll came to sieves yeah and it's like uh, you know 10 15 years on we're still in the same spot it's fucking we're still here yeah we we do definitely need someone to to fucking moderate and just you know just you know you, you can't say that and you know it sounds a lot like school but a lot of people are behaving like fucking school kids so i think you know it, it fucking goes about saying that you know if if you if you do something if you act a certain way then you need to have your wrist slapped and you need to be mm. you know some sometimes that's the only way people will learn. i know that when i was younger that's the only way i would learn i my mom used to say like those that don't hear will feel <laughs> those that don't hear will feel and i think that is so fucking it does like I, I i i'm such a spiritual person and i don't think that like i love that phrase um and i don't think that it necessarily has to be linked with physical violence it doesn't have to at all um no. but but people that don't hear and don't listen karma is a motherfucker and that shit will do a 360 in your ass like literally (laughs) so and you will feel that shit in a whole new way and you're seeing it we're seeing it happening we're seeing it now you know people who have profited and people who have you know um been so openly racist about situations and it's like well where are you now you didn't listen you didn't have to open your mouth you didn't have to say anything you could have been racist on the inside we didn't need to you're in a position of power you're an industry industry leader and what you've done is you've used your platform to spout all your fucking hateful bullshit and what's happened now is you've disappeared like we where are you Mm. you know 
I'm I'm sending the the the, the carrier pigeons. I'm doing smoke signals, <laughs> and there's no. <laughs> There's no fucking response. Where are you? And that's what happens. Those that don't hear. My mum is a wise woman. Those that don't hear will you're, feel you're weak. That's wisdom. That's words of wisdom right there. Yes. We need that shit on a t-shirt for real. <laughs> just with like just a big oh fucking black hand on the back. <laughs> it has to be your mum's hand as well. It has like, to. It has, yeah. It has to be her hand. <laughs> And I'm sure there's other things she says as well. Can we just have a whole Beanie's Mom merch range? We fucking need it so much. <laughs> She's so ridiculous. She's so stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um. Okay. And finally, Gemma, I just, I've really, really, first of all, I've really fucking enjoyed this conversation. You are such a joy. Oh, thank you, you so thank you so much for having me it's it's very rare that i get an opportunity to like this to you know spout every get everything off my chest like this so uh, yeah no you. it's therapy it's really it's really good and um I'll, i'm sure we'll get like a lot of feedback on this episode um a lot of i'm sure there's a lot that people have learned it's been very informative it's been fun and it's been such a fucking insightful conversation like i insightful who am i um i've really 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 loved it so before we sign off um do you want to tell the filthy friday community what's on the agenda for you and also where we can find you online yeah, so um, I'm currently running online classes at the minute, um, mostly with my main studio off the ground. Um, so if you want to join me live or if you want to buy recordings, because I've got my own buy me a coffee now, which is really, really exciting. I've got over like 40 tutorials there. So um, you can you can go on there, buy some of my shit if you want. Um, you can tip as well <laughs> if yes. you want. Again, uh, yes, I, lo- I love a good tip. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, I haven't made a sex joke this whole time. You know? No, we managed to get through like literally <laughs> an hour and a half with not one single sex joke, oh, my and word. we find the the snidiest, pettiest one fucking hilarious. Why Absolutely. was that hilarious? Oh, I, I love it. I love, I it. love, I love the tip. <laughs> fucking crying. Oh um, yeah. Well, I think I think that's it. If there's anything, because we are literally yeah. just gonna, this will go on forever. It'll it, just be it twenty yeah. minutes of laughter. <laughs> um, so what I'll do is I'll add Gemma's links to the um description, but I don't even think it's a description box. Just yeah, it is to so the description box. And fucking hell, it's so hard. This I am such a technophobe. Oh, you're you're doing so well. You're doing thank so well. Thank you. Um, and yeah, and I will share all the magic on Instagram also. Um, thank so yeah, you. thank you so much, Gemma. We thank love you. Thank you for you. having me. It's been a blast. Thank you. Bye, boo. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> every week (laughs) thank you for tuning in to episode four of filthy friday foreplay it was really nice to have Gemma delve into some of her experiences as a sex worker and give us more information on how we as allies can do our bit to help
In our discussion, Gemma pointed us in the direction of some of our glorious friends with brilliant resources, which I'll link in the episode description. Sending a huge shout out to No, Misty and Tuesday. If you'd like to show your support to Filthy Friday and stay up to date with events, you can catch us on Instagram at pdfilthyfriday. You'll be the first to hear about Filthy Friday events. You'll also have the opportunity to get to know some of the delicious humans who make our community what it is. I hope you tune into our next episode with the ratchet twerk queen that is Shan. We'll be discussing everything, including Shan's experience as a pole comp vet, and she'll be giving us some advice on how we can be that bitch on stage. And finally, to catch all the latest from me, Beanie, you can follow me on Instagram via my main account at Beanie underscore. I'll leave a link in the description box. Keep it filthy. See you next week. <laughs>